Hey everyone, it's Alex here. I apologize, I am extremely sick. But um, anyway, wanted to remind you that if you wanted some answers to some of the burning questions that you have for the Beholder's Eye crew, be sure to check out the pinned tweet on our Twitter account, Beholder's Eye Pod. And uh, we've got a number of questions already, but uh, feel free to shoot us some more. And uh, if it's a good one, we'll get to it. I would recommend maybe even waiting to the uh, Tuesday of the week of February 1st, which is the last day. I got to say over the next few episodes, shit gets wild, man. It gets a little bit crazy. Things things, uh, things go in directions that none of us expected. And uh, I'm guessing there are going to be some questions about that. Anyway, hit us up there. Of course, you can do it on our website, BeholdersEyeCast.com. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons epic fantasy adventure. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. On the Great Isle, it is a time of religious wars, imperial domination, and an ancient evil reborn. Only one crew can save the world from utter destruction. They are... Magraine Silverbeard, Paladin of St. Delegis. Zalara Tremez, Wandering Elven Monk. Magnar Skorgrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Heavenlit, the fire-kindled, wandering flameosopher. All right, Ryan, you want to tell us what happened last week? Yeah, so we started in a fight in our usual manner. I set her over a fireball. It went south, followed by south, and we ran away. Uh, we made camp, we talked a little bit, Hibonite opened up to the group, um, Hibonite was inappropriate, as usual, and it turns out, well, Margraine has, we believe, slept with this hammer, and now has, a, believes. Now, <laughs> now has a super ego and wants to reforge everything by smashing it to pieces. Uh, Valhava gave Magna a letter to get him into Kalimdor in case we get re- uh, separated because we decided to go back in and fight the things that just slapped us around because we're smart. Uh, we made a plan uh, for uh, Zalara to sneak in, uh, get in a good position, then we send a small um, tin can shaped object at them as fast as he can with my special source, also known as Haste. And um, it, it didn't go well because Zalara fell over and hurt herself and it's now visible before everyone else is in place. And that's where we pick up, I believe. Well, actually, right after that, one, because she was visible, one of the um, Hulks saw her, ran over, and smashed her. She was prone, so he got a critical on her and uh, smashed her for 35 points, turning her officially into elf jelly and <laughs> effectively into elf jelly. I have three hit points left. Thank you. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. I thought you said okay. 45 at first, so I was like... Yeah. Okay. Well, then he just smashes her, and she. Uh, so you know when people screams hear it out last in pain. Time, yeah, she screams out in pain. Uh, she was on the ground, so she still bounced up a little bit, and um, then it is now her turn in the turn order. So you're <laughs> on the ground. You've just been smashed. What are you doing? Um. Well, I'm gonna stand up. Um. And <laughs> so I'm gonna stand up. I'm going to try to center myself give myself as many hit points as I can which brings me up to 20 and oh wait no how does that 21. work no. I get 18 hit points that I can it's kind of like lay on hands but I can only do it to myself okay and did you roll for that or how does that work or no it's just, lay on hands so it's just I just okay. do it okay cool it's my but it's my action so I used half my movement to stand up and I'm gonna back away 25 okay. feet if I can all right he will get an attack of opportunity on you for that yeah I know okay all right. Uh, but he has uh, disadvantage. Disadvantage. Right. Because Bracer. 
So 15, does that hit? Oh, no, it doesn't. Okay, great. So he swings at you and misses as you run away. It is now your turn, Hibonite. Uh, so Margraine is already hasted. Things look like they've gone wrong. Can I see into the town and where everyone is? Yeah, I'm assuming you guys are all in position. You're ready for the attack, except for Zolara just tripped. Oh, do I stop spells with fireball? That's it. Um, I'm going to magic missile one into each of them, which would be a total of... Just pass the spell... Uh, one takes three damage, the other two take five damage, one of the fives are going to the Scholar, one five into the Hulk thing attacking Zalara, and three into the other one. Okay. And that's my, uh, I'll, I'll stay where I am. Okay. Alright, it is now the other Hulk's turn, and he is going to come charging, you ran 25 feet away you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's half my speed. Right, so, um... He will come running up to where his buddy is and then pick up a large rock and throw it at you. You said 13 is going to miss you, right? Correct. He picks up another rock and launches it at you. 16, does that hit? Oh, yes. All right, take 16 points of bludgeoning damage as a um, fairly large boulder hits you in the back. 60? Six, one six. Oh, (laughs) okay, good. I'm not dead. All right, it is your turn, Margraine. The bearded okay. silver beard. <laughs> and, and can I make it to any of them in the full hasted movement? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and they're standing right next to each other. And then um, the their leader is sitting, the one who's dressed kind of like a scribe, but his giant is sitting in the back. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do then is as my action, I'm going to use armor of Agathus at level two. So um, I get... Uh, 10 temporary hit points and then stuff happens if I take damage and I'll, I'll say when that happens um, oh, okay. and then as my bonus action I'm going to use the ability for my Hexblade's curse on him which him? Uh, the, 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 the main guy yeah the okay. scribe okay. and then I'm going to run right at him and use the hasted action to make one swing with my okay. hammer so does a 17 hit? yes okay for 10 damage plus uh, the three from the Hexblade's Curse. So 13 total. Okay, very nice. Yep, and that's Margraine done. Okay, well, now it is his turn, and he's not not feeling really too thrilled with what's going on here. Um, so he is going to... Um, actually, isn't it my turn? You're right, it is your turn. I don't know why I thought it was mine. Uh, go ahead, your turn. Okay, go. Uh, so could I get to them? To the... Yes. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Very well, then I will rage and... Cloud of Duggars. Oh, um, I gotta figure out which one I'm gonna hit first. You've got the I think two Hulks, ha- and then yeah. you've got the Scribe. I'm gonna have to go for the one by Zalara, or one of them, one of the ones by Zalara. Okay. Try to draw their attention. So yeah, and they're not they're not next to Zalara. They're just the ones oh. who attacked her. Oh, because she ran away. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, that guy only got her because he threw a boulder at her. Got it. Okay. Then then actually, I guess I'll I'll go after the Scribe as well. Okay. So all right. Um. And just so you know, I do have my uh, shield out and just using my warhammer. Okay. All right. Uh, actually, that wouldn't be Cloud of Daggers then. Witch Bolt. 13. <laughs> 13 misses. All right. Second one. 21. 21 hits. All right. It's 13 damage. Okay. Plus five radiance. Cool. So 18 total. Yep. I love it now that you guys are like slinging real damage and it's not just like seven. Oh, I rolled 10. Yay. I was so excited. It's, it's, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys do that. He begins to cast a spell. Spell. 
and both of you give me a DC. And that, okay, how does that work again for... If it's level three or lower, it's uh -huh. spell fails with no effect. If a cluster level is four, four, four or higher, uh, making an ability check using spell ability, DC. So what level spell is it? It's a fifth level spell. So I have to do a DC plus two, I believe. Plus yeah, spell's level, so 15. DC plus five, oh, 15, so it's 15. Sorry. So that, okay, that's not, that's not impossible. Okay. Um, what are you rolling for that though? Oh, oh yeah. spell casting ability. Okay, cool. So I'm rolling a charisma check from a charisma. 16. Oh, nice. Very it's a good. Level spell slot. That's, that could be bad. It's a lot of things there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yep. Um, you stop him and he tries to cast a spell. And, well, he does cast the spell. And right as it's about to go off, you stop it. And he's like, What in the actual fuck is going on here? <laughs> Language. <laughs> and it is now going Stage to be. Fright. <laughs> All right, it's going to be the first giant who attacked Zalara, Milo. He is going to... Yeah, she's only 25 feet away, so he's going to charge you, Zalara. Of course he is. I don't know. Okay, hold on. And swing is great club. 12 misses, yes? Yes. 20 yes, hits. So he swings um. once, misses. Swings again, hits you in the back for 19 points of bludgeoning damage. I'm down. All yep. right. And then I Milo you... yells, ho, 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 little fall. Okay, and, and um, I'll channel divinity. You're what? Uh, I'll channel divinity on that. Okay. Um, for uh, rebuke the violence. Also, he needs okay. to make a wisdom save. Um, if he doesn't beat a 14, then he takes all of it. He takes half if he um, passes. Yep. He rolled a three, so he did not. Yep. And you hit him, and so that would that would 19 points of damage. So he is. Oh, where ouchie. <laughs> 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 All right, it is. Give me a death save, Zalara. Uh, because it's my turn. Ah, excellent. Let's see how that goes. Uh, that is not a success. That's an eight. All right, one failure. Your turn, Hibble Knight. And from your vantage, you're the only one of the team who has seen Zalara fall. Uh, how far away is she? You can get to her if you want to run up to her. Uh, she's got a. Um, is she Hulk within standing. thirty feet? Yes, she she's got the Standing Hulk uh, above her though. It's not a safe place to be. <laughs> it sure ain't. I will misty step behind her, so I'm not. I won't be engaged with the creature. Okay. And I will pour a healing potion down her throat. Uh, you can't do that. That'll be my action. It spells your action. Uh, sp well, misty, misty step, step is a bonus, bonus action. Bonus. Oh, perfect. Then never mind. You can do that. Ignore me. And I will then move 30 feet away. That was 2d4 plus 4, correct? Plus 2. Yeah. Plus 2. Oh, plus 2. Yay, 9 hit points. Okay. All right. So now it is Otis's turn, and looks like his friend has got everything under control, so he's going to go and charge the two people who are attacking his boss. going to swing at Margraine, 25, and he's going to swing once at uh, Magnar, 25. So, Margraine, yep. take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Magnar, take 21 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shield that so I don't take it. Okay. Because that brings me up to 27. All right. Oh, now, this is how you fight. Yeah, because it's plus two because of haste, and then plus another five because of the shield. shield. Perfect. Yep. Okay. And that's how you take care of it when your DM is rolling 26. Yep. <laughs> 25. 25. In a row. Two in a row. Two oh, a row. I'm sorry. 
All right. Now it is your turn, Margrave. Okay. So big for guy in front of you and a big guy behind you. Yep. So for my um, just how he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> he is covered in special sauce. <laughs> so for my uh, bonus action, first I'm going to uh, shield of faith to increase my AC by two, bringing me up to twenty four, and then. Okay. I am going to um, green flame blade the uh, the scribe. Okay. Going to swing it at the scribe. So I swing. Um, does a fifteen hit? Fifteen misses. Okay. Um, and then I swing again. Does a twenty two hit? Twenty two hits. For thirteen bludgeoning damage. Okay. Plus three from the curse. And then um, I will use the hasted action to swing once again. Okay. And then the last hit doesn't hit. So. All right. So now it is your turn, Magnar. All right. And you, you just attacked the, the scribe again, right? Okay. Then I will do the same. Witch bolt. 20 to hit. 20 hits. Nine bludgeoning plus, damn it, nine divine. Okay. Now I'll bonus action, do my hunter's mark because <laughs> I forgot. Oh, witch bolt. 18 to hit. 18 hits. Seven bludgeoning plus six hunter's mark. Okay, so that's 18 plus 15. Okay. It's not too shabby, man. Um, okay. Are you done? Yep, I'm done. Okay. This dude is not thrilled with what's going on here. So he's going to swing with his glaive at uh, Margraine. 19 misses? No. Yeah, it misses. And 23 hits Magnar. Yep. All right. So, okay. Uh, go ahead and take... 20 points of damage for me, slashing. All right. And then that's it. Okay. That is the end of his turn. And we're going to start back up at the top. And we've got the uh, Otis, or Milo, is standing over Zalara. Die, little. And he swings his great club. 10, misses. Swings his great club. 17, hits. Uh Uh-huh. Take 14 points of damage. Uh, I'm down again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fine. Well, All right, Zalara, you it's your turn. Go ahead and give me another death save. <laughs> oh my These healing potions aren't cheap, guys. We've burnt through them. Right? Uh, that is a 15, so I succeeded. All right, you've got a pass. All right, it's your turn, Hibonite. Um, How many would I be able to get in a five-foot line without any allies, potentially? Or at least not Solara. It would. You can get one. In a hundred-foot, five-foot line? Hundred yeah, feet long because- by five-foot wide. Yeah, because right now you've got uh, Milo is standing there over Zalara, but then you've got Otis is up against, um, he's attacking Magnar and Margraine from the rear, and in front of him he has, uh, in front of them is the uh, uh, the scribe. So I'll use the Wand of Lightning Bolt, which uh, would just one charge on it to start with, which is 8d6 dice from the wand, just one charge, so it's a... Dexterity saving throw 15, yeah, or he takes 24 damage, half of it on a, on a successful save. It takes the full brunt of the 24 damage. And I will shout, over here, big guy, leave the little girl alone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So oh, ow, ow, little man mean. And Big all right, guy is mean. The, <laughs> is that the end of your turn? Um, I will move 30 feet away from him. Okay. Wise Smart. choice. All right, so Otis's turn. He is going to attack the two in oh, front of still him. Still sixty feet in, in, uh, in range of the um, 
scribe. Yeah, I mean, you'll yeah. be able to get him. It's just, as far as a straight line's concerned, it's not going to... Uh, I just want to stay <laughs> 60 feet in, um, in range of him for my counter spells. Okay, cool. Um, so, the first one swings at you, Magnar, and he misses. He swings at you, uh, Margraine, and I, I think this is a miss now, 22. Yep, that's a miss. Wow. <laughs> I've got an <laughs> AC insane. of 24 at the moment. Okay, so <clears throat> that is his turn. It is now your turn, Margraine. Okay, um, so I'm going to uh, swing at him with uh, the green flame blade of Which course him? uh the, the scribe whole... okay the scribe yep uh does a 24 hit it does okay um so that's for eight bludgeoning damage plus an additional uh 10 fire damage and an additional three from the curse and then i'm going to swing at him again uh and an eight does not hit i'm assuming no it does not uh and does a 14 hit 14 does not okay that's that's me done okay all right, now it is your turn, Magna. All right, going after the scribe again. The Warhammer Firebolt. 25. Hit. That's uh, blood, uh, 10 bludgeoning. Okay. It's 9 radiant. All right. And 4 hunter's mark. Okay. And he's still up, I'm assuming. Yep. All right. Uh, Firebolt. 24 to hit. Yeah. 8 bludgeoning. Okay. And 5 hunter's mark. Okay. Well, he... He's not looking great at this point at all. And he will see. Go ahead and he's going to attack Magnar and Magnar. Um, 17 doesn't hit you though, does it? With your... Nope. All right. He swings at you once. You bounce it off your shield. He swings at you again. You're able to deflect it with your weapon. He is frustrated and turns and runs. You both Yay. get an attack of opportunity. Awesome. Oh, 14. Miss. 17? Hit. Okay, awesome. Um, I'm going to uh, put a Divine Smite into that. Uh, for an, so 12 bludgeoning damage plus an additional 12 radiant damage. Um, and was this the the scribe? Yep. Okay. Plus um, three for the curse. All right. So 27. Yep, he's running away. God, fuck, shit. Ow, ow. Your turn. <laughs> it's, uh, all right. It's Milo's turn. <laughs> and he's going to run toward um, whatever your name is, Hibonite. And mad that he can't reach you, he just picks up... Well, first of all, he takes his great club and throws it at you. Does 22 hit? Yep. Okay, take 26 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> that's over half health. Okay, <laughs> then he picks up um, uh, just a stone that's on the ground, or yeah, on the ground, and flings it at you like he's sideswiping it, like he's gonna try and skip it. It bounces off the ground, flies up, and goes right for your head. Does an 18 hit? Yep. All right, it bounces off your being, giving you 12 points of bludgeoning damage. So that's 42 to four in one attack. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. So I guess Vodhava's sitting this one out. <laughs> it is your turn, Zalara. Uh, here, have another death save. Hey, it's a 17. Huzzah. All right. Well, what turn is this? Is this turn four? Two. No, no, I no. I know for death save. Uh, so oh. that's two successes, Three. zero failures. This is only the third. Okay, cool. All so right. Third or fourth. I think it's third. Yeah, it's third. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was dead to begin with. I remember now. Yeah. Hibonite, it is your turn. So with the dick who just threw boulders at me, I'm uh, the wand of um, lightning bolt. I've spent five charges on it. So it's going to be 13d6. This dick needs to die. I'm going to try and angle it to not hit anyone else. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could... Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, if you're going to try and get fancy with it, you're not going to be able to shoot through. And it's a deck save, is that right? Yeah. It's a deck save, or he takes... 
Let's check it is an extra d6 for each, yeah, extra d6 for each slot. Uh, so I, I failed. I rolled a two, which became a one. <laughs> Only 40 damage. <laughs> well, it's enough. What does it look like when you kill him? Uh, I want the lightning bolt to make his, like, hit him, go into him, and like, just multiple parts of his body start exploding outwards. <laughs> <laughs> Blood everywhere. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it just starts to boil up. His skin kind of bubbles and boils and starts bursting, like, just really full zits all over his body, and it's, it's awesome. Um, Tibonite right. has the bloody mess perk from Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the end of Milo. It is now Otis's turn, and he is going to swing at Magnar. Uh, nope, not Mar- Magnar. The tin can, Margrain. Um, Twenty six. Does that does that hit you now or not? That does, but I'll uh, shield oh. it. Um, so, so it's not going to hit me. <laughs> wow! Look at you. <laughs> Uh, you have reason to be confident. Swing at uh, Magnar, 26. Yep. 20, <laughs> I keep doing that with this guy. All right, 26. Uh, 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. That's all right. I'm doing pretty well. So. Okay. It, it is your turn, Margarine. Okay. Um, and so the scribe took off. Uh, he's within range of me, right? Since I'm hasty. Yeah, he, he has 40 feet of movement, just so you know. Okay. Um, and since Milo moved, I can see Zalara. No, um, potentially. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to see Zalara because you've got. I wouldn't have noticed Zalara. No, you okay. wouldn't notice because she's behind you. Okay. Um, you got Otis standing directly behind you, okay. pounding on or trying okay. to pound on you. Um, I'm gonna take off after the scribe. Okay. Um, I'm now gonna run up forty to, feet. Oh, you got haste. Okay. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah, I can move fifty. Um, I am going to uh, swing at him. Um, with my hammer, my flaming hammer. Uh, does a 24 hit? 24 hits, yeah. Okay, and um, that will do 10 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Plus an additional six fire, and then three for the curse. And then I'm gonna swing again. Okay. Uh, does a 25 hit? 25 hits. Okay, which is a 19, and since he's my target, that's also a crit, um, uh, since oh, he's cursed, because right. I crit on nice. a 19. Okay, so roll that dice again. I get to roll the damage again. Let's see. Uh, so seven damage plus twelve damage, so nineteen total for that hit. Um, plus ten, eighteen fire damage. Okay. Plus an additional three for the hexblade's curse. Um, then I'm going to uh, do a level two divine smite into that because this guy got to go down. Um, for seven radiant plus an additional nine radiant. What does it look like when he dies? Um, I, I'm assuming he's just engulfed in holy flame as I just decimate him. Um, That's 72 damage. Yeah. <laughs> this is what optimizing looks like, folks. <laughs> and not even truly optimized because you're a halfling paladin. Yep. And I think I'm done. All right. It is your turn, Magnar. All right. You now saw all that happen my... in front of you. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and then Thank I you. turn on Otis. I'm dropping my shield, pulling out my longsword, and cloud of daggers. 24, Hits. 9 bludgeoning, 9 radiant, 3 from a hunter's mark. Then the second attack with the longsword is 24 to hit, and that's 11 slashing plus... Two Hunter's Mark. Then for my offhand attack with my Warhammer, 24 to hit, and that's eight damage plus three Hunter's Mark. So how many how many points of damage was that this turn oh God. for so you? 18, 21, uh, which one was that? 32, 34, 
52, 55 damage. You need to up your game. I know. Um, <laughs> we're monsters. You guys had done. You guys had done two points of damage to this guy, and you beforehand, and you just took him down like halfway. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. Um, Meanwhile, Lars just on the ground, <laughs> twitching. Uh, uh. All right, and then. One second. Just imagine if you were up, how much damage we'd be doing. So. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kim. Taken down every turn. It'd be uh, different. Yeah. Alex said I didn't notice you. I know. It's okay. I was trying. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have. Uh, this guy's huge. He's 15 Way to keep it tall. to the narrative. I appreciate it. We're all, all about the right. story. And then you guys hear a whoop. And Magnar, you see a fireball engulf um, uh, Otis. He's not down, but he's looking very hurt, and he's all singed up. I look over to where the fireball came from, assuming it's Vodhava, and I'll wink at her. <laughs> okay. Because she can see that from here. <laughs> yeah, she can't oh, see that. Time. She has elf eyes. <laughs> it's so only good for seeing hobbits time. as they're going to Isengard. Come on. All right, Zalara, let's see if you can stay alive. Go ahead and give me a death save. Uh, 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 uh. Staying alive? Yay! Woo. All right. You are saved three for three. Hibonite, uh, it's your uh, turn. Uh, uh, stabilize. Um, stable. <laughs> stabilize. I will. Um, I'm gonna run over to the last big guy, and I'm going to burning hand him. Okay. You're gonna run over to him? Well, I'm gonna run into 15 foot range of him. Okay. <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> no, no, that's a good. Good thing. I need to point that out. Otherwise, I'm gonna die. I'm still on four. So, um, DC 15 saving throw, or he takes 3d6 fire damage plus 4. 7. <laughs> he takes 12 fire damage. 12 fire damage. All oh, right, what's it look like when he dies? Yay! Um, I like the idea of the, the flames just, like, curl up around him, and he blows up as well. Okay. <laughs> so he's screaming, and then suddenly the flames go into his mouth as though they're sucked in magically, and then they start shooting out of every orifice in his body. His eyes pop out, and he goes off like a Russian candle. And as he explodes, I'll shout, shout over to my Roman brain. candle. <laughs> Is it Russian? I, I was that, to like in like episode two or something as well. Yeah, <laughs> episode one. Episode yeah. one. It was the goblins was episode... like Russian. Yeah. Oh right. Russian. That's probably what I'm thinking. <laughs> but um, after that, I'll shout over to Margraine. Uh, Zalara needs some of your special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll wow. sit down. Thanks. Yeah, but I I'll go um I'll I'll go heal Zalara. Um, so I'll use my my healer feet to um. Since she's already stable, she can re- regain 1d6 plus 4 plus um, your maximum number of hit die. So, six, uh, six right now. So, that's 1d6 nice. plus 10. 6 plus 10? Yep. That's 11. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for the plus 10. <laughs> yep. So, you're up. Excellent. Oh, man, those guys like to throw their rocks, don't they? So they do. They don't want to bust this guy's rib cage open and read what's inside. Uh, um, I'll go check on Badhava. I think yes, it's already thoroughly bust open. Yeah. Okay. Because I eviscerated him with that hammer. Um, I would assume that you know we can just look. We don't even have to reach in. <laughs> did, did he, did he pop and just a book fall to the ground? <laughs> 
All right. So you um, take open, or you, you look through the book that you find in his chest cavity, um, his burnt out chest cavity. And what you notice is it is similar to the other books you've seen. Um, out of 10 of the chapters in there, two of them are completely burnt inside. Can't make an omelet. <laughs> Do you need a recipe? Give or? me uh, uh <laughs> give me, well, no. Yeah, Hibonite, go ahead and give me a history, say, or a check here. History. And it's DC5. I have a plus three. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong one. 13. Okay, so you, uh, you look at the other books that you have, and you've noticed that in all of them now, there are two chapters that are scorched out. Okay, so the damage to the book wasn't you, and it seems these pages are burnt. On all huh. books, including the ones we didn't explode. Do you remember what was on them? Were they always burnt, Alex? Or nope. And remember, um, oh wait, I, I guess it'll, it, it, the books are you know each of the chapters are in different order uh, in each of the books, but it's the same chapters. So um, would I remember what they said before? Or would that uh, be a test? nothing specific? I mean, it's more about you know uh, it's just about uh, Murad Hall's account of the war that took place. So it's just two chapters, two different battles he spoke about. Just two chapters of battles he was in. Battles he was in, and uh, you know, just his thoughts at the time, and spells he used, that kind of thing. Hmm. What the godly voice just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's rather odd, huh? I mean, what about our lives isn't odd? It's true. Um, oh, Alex. Yes? Um, d- does he have a black dagger at all or anything? Yes, he does. He does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hibonite, can you look over this, maybe? Um, yeah. Do you want like, an arcana check? I, I, w- I would say so, yeah. should really get studied it. Um, that's a 10. All right, so you know this to be um, the same blade that seemed to be used in the conversion ritual from before. Um, looking it over... Uh, you're going to notice that it is similar to the heart of Hathor, Ooh. though it's not made of, that's on Zalar's wrist, though it's it's not quite the same material. You notice that oh. there is something similar to it. Um, and <laughs> also the darker shades of uh, gray that are run through Magna <clears throat> or Margraine's armor as well. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. It seems to represent your guys' gifts a bit. Huh. That's so interesting. Maybe semi-divine? This stuff starts seem to come from a church sort of thing. Yeah, the church is based on an ancient evil demon. Well, I mean, divine isn't necessarily good, right? So, could just yeah, could just be a different god fighting out between each other. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming you want to Vodhava say Magnar, and you guys look back, and she's walking toward you, the group of you through the village, or walking toward you and Zalari. You're seeing this all um, as it happens. Suddenly, the doors open and. Those people from the house, and you're noticing that from every house, there are now these people walking out, and they seem to be congregating around Vodhava. Well, I run over there. <laughs> all the people, just uh, all the people, their skin is black. Not um, not like it's their skin color. It's not pigmentation. It's, it's black, as though it's been changed over time. Their faces are smashed in different positions. They're definitely, as you know, dead but it seems like their faces are somehow frozen in time. They're moving fairly slowly, but are definitely attracted to Vodhava. Do they look like something we saw at that um, castle where we got her? No. Any of those experiments? Okay. Um, so it's... 
are they like fully surrounding her or they're trying to? They're trying to. They're just kind of okay. ambling. They're not they're not moving quickly. They're just kind of ambling. Okay. Then I'll run over there and I mean, I assume she's trying to get away from them, not just stand yeah, there. Yeah, she's walk Yeah, no, no, no. She's moving quickly, but not okay. you know, like running panic or whatever. She's obviously trying not to freak them out. Solara, what are you doing? You're the one who saw this first. What I knew that was going to be a problem. Um I'm going to I, I, I guess I'll go to Vadhava's side because that's that's not cool. Uh, guys, Margarine, have a night. There's the, the, the dead are waking up. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, how many are there? There right now there seem to be about fifteen, but they keep coming out of the the houses that are left standing. Okay. Uh, anything immediately noticeable that was on the on the body of the scribe, other than the dagger in the book? Nope. Uh, I think we should probably get out of here now. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. All right. And as you guys start moving quickly, all their mouths drop open at once. And you hear them say, We just want to hold the child. Let us hold the child. As, as, no. we're, leave, as we're leaving, we get a little distance away. I'm trying to throw a fireball back at them. Okay. <laughs> if that has any need, it's in the chat for you. All right. So, <laughs> all right, you hit them, and, and they start going up, and you just hear them continue to chant as they're flaming. Um, it doesn't seem to stop them, but they are all aflame, and they're slowly disintegrating as they're walking towards you, just saying, We want to see the child. Let us hold the child. Oh, we God. Just keep going. I, uh, mm, mm, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Solaris noping it out of there as fast as she can. You guys make your way down the road. All right, so... You guys make your way down the road, and you know it should be, especially um, Margraine and Zalara, you know you've probably got another four days of travel. Uh, if you stick by road, are you going to stay by the road? Are you going to go into the bog? What are you doing? Not into the bog. Nope. With the creepy laughing children. No. Nope, nope. A rest. a rest would be really good. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah. When you we guys... get far enough away from the town. Uh, I, I can actually... Somewhat immediate plans. Okay. I'm sorry, you're saying you want to make some immediate plans? What were you saying? No, not immediate plans, but at some point soon, I'm still on four, and over half my spells are gone. Oh, uh, I will use another thing of my healer's kit. Um, yeah, you take you take 1t6 plus 10 as well. Just, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm still at 11 even with the healer's kit, so... Ooh, 12, I'm at 16. Okay, so as you guys make your way through uh, or on the road you're still surrounded by the bog um, for that first night and the whole way through it, it sounds like the wind's even saying it and says let us see the child we just want to hold the child you make it um, um, I do, I do want to talk got, just do it. a little bit Ulford told me that Ilva is special that she's what was it uh, she would be of might and magic is that what he said yep. okay. that uh, she would be of might and magic. I don't know what that means, but if they're trying to get to her, we yes. need a safe place. Yeah. Yes. Um, if we just make our way through the night, we should be beyond the bog within the next half day, though it means no rest this evening. I can survive with no rest. Okay. Well, I would suggest me and Zalara are in the middle, because we will go down if something attacks us. <laughs> well, I'm skirts. currently full hit points, so... Of course you oh, are. Oh, are you? Are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm... AT, AC 27. <laughs> <laughs> I've hit you. I'm only at... Wait, no, you stopped. <laughs> 51. You're only on, like, 10 more hit points than when I have maximum. 
<laughs> okay. Go ahead. I and, need them. Um, let's see. As you guys make your way down the road, you hear the of um, Wyvern, um, Wyvern wings. Not Wyvern. Wyvern wings. Um, go ahead and give me a stealth check to make sure you're not seen. Um, and uh, go ahead and have one person do it for the group. You can do stealth or survival. Um, I'm going to make this a group action, and you can help. So okay, I got a plus five. I got plus five stealth. Yeah. You don't want me doing either of these. <laughs> no. Um, you've rolled survival generally good, so I'll assist you in that. No, I would say have Ben do survival and Kim do stealth. I only have a plus three in survival. I have a plus five uh, in stealth and a plus four in survival. If you do survival and I can do stealth, because I've got a plus five in stealth, but my survival is terrible. But it's well, one or the other, right? Can't you just do both? Right? Both or one, Alec? Uh, who, what? No, no. It's, it's pick one that you want to do it, and then elect one person to be the party stealther or survivalist, and the other person can't assist, so they can do it at advantage. Okay. Seeing as I have the highest for both. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's stealth it, maybe. All right. And Hibonite helps out. So and seventeen. Okay. You had a DC of twelve, so you were able to make it through the night, even though you know the Wyverns out there searching for something you don't know. At least I'm good for something. Ugh. You're good um, for a distraction. <laughs> um, all right. So you guys make it through the night and you're out of the area of the bog. Um, the next few, do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to do? If not, we're going to jump I ahead. would like to talk to Valhava at some point. Okay, go ahead. So I know you you know Kalendor. You think it's safe and everything. With everything that's going on and how much interest is on your child, do you think it's the safest place if all these forces come in at mass assault against it? It's one of the safest places on the Great Isle. The when you see it, you'll understand. But it, it's very well defended. Oh, I, I get people are defended, but if if you've heard what Marat Hall is coming with, if he does a siege sort of thing, I, I just, my people I don't know. my people yeah. are far out of the way. Almost no one knows where we are. To my hmm. knowledge, we've never had a massive army even come to our doors. Hmm. If your child is as dangerous. If, powerful let's put it that way instead as it seems i just worry if it gets grabbed by Murat hall and he corrupts it or other people use it for their own agenda rather than the safety of the world i really appreciate what you're saying and it's something that i'm really thinking on um that being said i feel more safe with my family as i'm sure you are you do with yours in an environment that you know and that i know um i don't know it's something that it's a tricky one. I understand. It's, I just I wanted to raise my concern again. Yes. And just uh, suggest my. I know you don't know my people or anything. And I, I can, it's only my word, which obviously has been all over the place when since we met and everything. So I, I just yeah yeah. Yes. Well, it's something to consider. What Magnar? What What are your thoughts? I don't think any place is safe, but the most defensible place would be the best. It's kind of a non-answer, huh? I mean, you just can't repeat well, exactly what we both said. I mean, okay. Good on you, big guy. Uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the question, right, is security through obscurity or behind tall walls? Either the most, you know, defensively placed uh, place because of walls and, and forces or the most defensive because nobody knows where we're going. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so if you're trying to hide a precious gem, for example, do you put it in the bank that if a large force comes, it can find eventually and get to it? Or do you hide it in a small safe in your basement in the corner behind some bricks? My my, my concern. I, I know, I know analogy, nobody's asking. go for the bank. Yeah. Who's going to find it in a basement in a small safe behind some bricks at Swartlogs? <laughs> you guys I mean, really want to know exactly where it is to get that. But if somebody's looking for Ilva specifically, in there are analogy, ways of finding they, her. Yeah, they but, would go to your house and they would tear it apart. It's oh, I never said it was in my house. I said it's in a basement. They're going to know where the bank is. You know, an army comes in, they're going to take the bank. A lock only keeps it out for someone out for a certain amount of time. Are there many sorcerers in Kalendor? There are. Are there yes. many that know of your child's power? Are there no. members of the church who know about the experiment where we were? Are there people who can be corrupted who could get to your child? Like Blevin. Blevin? I'm pretty sure if there are people, then they can be corrupted. Have, I think that's universal. Have there already been actions performed to affect your baby? Do you remember anything like that? No. No. Um, not in not in either one of my memories. But but we okay. do know that if we hadn't intervened, that Mother Caldona had plans for the child. Yes. So, so just another point on the city stuff. In Durham Home we found Marat Hall below their church. <laughs> So there could be stuff beneath, beneath Kalendor that no one remembers. No one knows about ancient history that could just pop up. Well, there are the Crystal Towers, of course, that yes, everyone... Yes, the Crystal Towers. I know all about Everyone knows about, um, but we don't know. Nobody's been in ever. I mean, Why? That, that, in the no. current world instance, that screams bad. <laughs> in everything we've seen. It does. Everything. You're right. It absolutely does. Joe... We had red I mean, silver. We had the the anvil. Now we have crystal. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Holding like, something down. The center, the center of um, point to Margaret. His church had some form of great evil in it that everyone thought was safe. I'm not saying it was evil that was created there, but maybe held there from what I saw. But yeah, um, I just don't trust anything <laughs> around here. These lands, everything's been bad news so far. <laughs> That's. An exceptionally good point. Apart from Castle Delacroix, a lot of good things happened there. <laughs> Did that's... we pass Delacroix on our way back? No, because Delacroix, that's where everyone else was going, remember? We went the opposite way. You guys went the right. opposite okay. way. Okay. <clears throat> it's probably ruined too, so. <laughs> well, what do you all think? I'm. If Kalendor is not in flames by the time we get there, we can rest up, we can figure out if it will be in flames soon. <laughs> The things seem to get into flames while we're there. <laughs> this is this is my my take on it. Uh, walls and defenses are meant to keep people out, not to keep people in. If we if we hold up in Kalendor and things are going south, her and the baby can leave. Well, potentially, but if Murat Hall finds out about it and sends everything he's got, if the baby is as important as I'm starting to think it is, you know, if he has more than one dragon. How many cities can survive against, say, five ancient dragons appearing? Okay, um, here, here's here's my uh, counterpoint, right? So, Murat Hall and his, what, mother or whoever it is? Yeah. Uh, other ancient great evil have not only, um, you know, imprisoned your god, but also they've now cut all your people out from the afterlife. Does that not mean that they might not also know where your people are? Well, because, well, 
Did I? Ex- I actually, I probably didn't completely explain. You how, you told but... Margraine all of it for sure in that episode. I, we just finished that. Did, did I talk about how I like everything was sealed up and? Yes, you told us that specifically. Minute. Everybody knows about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a long time ago. Most of my people don't even remember our great god. Well, from your story of of when he encountered you, and from your second vision. At least my thought is that he's sealed under where your people have settled. I mean, that is. If she sealed him there, then she knows he's there. Back to my people, going into the mountain is how I'm gonna release him. Without the key that you're looking for? I I will make shit up as I go along. That's what we always do. The most, the most, the most fully formed plan we had was that last fight, and everything went tits up straight away. What are you talking about? We all survived, and all of the other ones have been reforged. It went fine. I know you're liking your new term, reforging. (laughs) How do you fix something that no... Well, I'm pretty sure he was spread across the courtyard. Mm -hmm. How is that reforged? He's no longer the same man he was. (laughs) He's no longer a man, man. (laughs) Details. I don't know. People have recovered from worse. We had a mountain fall on us, and look at all of us. Uh, we had an ancient god bring us back from the afterlife. I, I remember that. Uh-huh. And, and Meldlum the- seems like a nice guy to me. Though frightening. Yeah. So, oh, no, but... I, I, I get everything. It's just... I, I'm just saying, if we spend all this time and effort going to your homeland, which is much farther away than Kalindor, we might arrive there just to find another army. That has... It's crossed my mind before. But how many places across this land? From what we've heard, they're on the far west side, they're here. We found stuff in Durham. They're everywhere here. Yes. We're already in the middle of their army. I feel, after, especially after what Margraine says, Kalendor seems to be the the right choice. I agree. Or at least as our next stop. We can decide once we get there. I never said about not going, I just wanted to raise the points. And if they're already under siege... Also, did you sleep with your hammer? Huh? Did you sleep what? with your hammer? <laughs> <laughs> what and were you if they're saying, already Zalara? under siege, we can just keep going. Yeah. So. We can just keep going. <laughs> I, I just wanted to raise my concerns of how, so far, everywhere we've been here has pretty much been evil. And there's been something lurking beneath everything that's been pulled up to just drag everything below. All the people here seem to get corrupted and turned into demons, and the ones that aren't being corrupted are just dicks who scheme and plot against people to get their own power. And I, we have, I have a one very enemy valid counterpoint. We're going to who's in a high position of power, who has a reason to get rid of us and take a super magic weapon. So that's WMD of baby power. Well, he might not know about her. <coughs> he might not know about her, but her being near us is going to make her a target. If he, if he does realize, I mean, he, do, he does know who she is. He's the one who led us to Vodhava. Bingo. Coming out of the woods, you see a. <laughs> man looks disheveled he's human um you do notice that his right arm and half of his face look like one of Murad Hall's soldiers it's all red but the left half is not he's wearing some elaborate robes and he says oh thank god thank god please help me please i need one of you to kill me and we'll okay. end the episode there five <laughs> <laughs> let right. me stab you a bunch oh <sighs> Thanks for listening to episode 44 of Beholder's Eye, Whack a Zalara. We always have the best time recording these episodes, and I just really hope you guys are enjoying it as well. 
If you do like what we do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. It helps us out a whole hell of a lot. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air. Here's one from Speaking Music. Enjoy the adventure. This is a live game podcast, so you are immersed in the world the players explore as they adventure. I really love the background atmosphere included as it brings to life the adventure. The players are obviously enjoying the game with a fair amount of tongue-in-cheek banter between them. If you've ever played D&D, this will not only bring back memories of your adventures, but encourage you to pull out those books and dice out again to start your own adventure. Thanks a lot, Speaking Music. If you're in the mood for some D&D goodness, you can't go wrong with our buds over there at Party Advantage Podcast. Greetings, listeners. Are you looking to add more D&D fun to your lineup? Then be sure to check out Party Advantage, a D&D 5th edition play podcast featuring two campaigns alternating each week. In the Arius Adventures, you'll set off into the land of Arius, from the ancient dragon gods that created this world to the rise and fall of various races and civilizations. This land has history that stretches far into times long forgotten. Our heroes find themselves on a journey that will take them to the busy city of gnomes, the gilded halls of the high elves, and to the deepest depths of the Underdark. Then in the Farwind Saga, you'll travel with our group of anti-heroes for their suspense-filled exploits as they explore the enigmatic continent of Farwind. This is an ancient land lost to the histories of Faerun, where mystery and danger shroud the deep forest, forbidden mountains, and dark mires. Yet every risk offers tantalizing rewards to those brave enough to take them. Will these parties gain the advantage on their next encounter? Find out every Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you then. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at BeholdersIPod and our website, BeholdersIcast.com. You can follow Ryan who plays Hibonite at DuffDuffTheThird, Ben who plays Magnar at Miro4D2, Kim who plays Zalara at Metzgirl, and Sam who plays Margraine at Samsalot007. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All music by Ann Kopitek, Crossing the Chasm. The Descent, Love Song, Ossuary 6, Air, Virtues Instrumenti, Curse of the Scarab, and A Journey Begins by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. License under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License, creativecommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash by, forward slash 3.0, forward slash. All sound effects by zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details.